This is the Timothy Project Podcast. Uh, we exist to equip and encourage pastors, missionaries, and ministry leaders. My name is Chad Hunsberger, and with me today is both David Leonard and Colin Fortenberry. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Doing well. Yeah, thanks. David, right. good. Thank uh, excellent. So y'all speak again and say your name because those in the audience aren't going to be able to differentiate your voices without you telling. So, so Colin, how are you? I'm doing all right, thanks. Excellent. And David, how are you? I'm doing well. Okay, that's good. All right. Uh, so both of these guys uh, serve here at Colonial Heights with me um, in the worship ministry specifically. Uh, David as our uh, worship pastor and and Colin as our worship resident. So that means you're a part of the Timothy Project in that regard. Uh, you also as part of your residency, you're, you've been helping uh, the, the church that we sent out in uh, Rangan County uh, across community church. So that's kind of a, a Sunday uh, opportunity for, for Colin. Yeah, that's right. And um, what, I'm, what I'm wanting to talk some about today uh, on this podcast, at least, is, is specifically thinking about the relationship or maybe the, the importance of the relationship between the worship leader and the pastor and why... Why that? Why is it? It does it have any greater importance than other relationships uh, on staff? And if so, why? Um, and and kind of what thoughts you guys have had, whether it's in past opportunities to serve or the one you're currently in. And obviously, it can be awkward because like I'm the one that you have that relationship with. But I feel like we you're have the best pastor of all time. <laughs> yeah, thanks, appreciate it. I, I if it was up to me, pastor. Appreciation Month would be every month. Oh, yeah. See, this is good. This is exactly what we were looking for. Um, I feel like all the pastors listening right now are like, I want to hire that guy. <laughs> um, no, so so tell me, though, like, um, why is it then? I do feel like that that this relationship is significant, But and you and I, David, have talked about that before, but why, why in particular is that relationship uh, so significant? even for the church? I mean, it's Sunday is important, right? right. And I think, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad. I'm sure you would say the same thing, or it kind of breaks your heart a little when you see uh, church staff that aren't healthy, that don't enjoy one another, that aren't friends, really, uh, their work acquaintances. But um, I think having just a good friendship to start with uh, is important, um, you know, because I think when when you're when you are a friend and when you're approaching it that way, you you're you don't have a like a self serving kind of motive. You're mm. not you're not you know this is my camp, that's your camp. There's no fire hydrants, you know. Right, right. Uh, and and we're we're all playing on the same team. Like we're we're striving after the same the same end, and we want to see each other succeed. We want to, we want to set the other person up. We want to make what they're about to do even better as best we can. And, and I think that's, that's why keeping that relationship healthy and laughing together and being able to not talk shop together to just, to just hang yeah. is, is important uh, to get to know the person. Cause I think the more you get to know someone, the more you know how to communicate better with them, what what, how they receive information, how they give information, how they receive feedback, how they give feedback, and it just helps you do your, your thing even better. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, it's, it's so important. Yeah. 
It, Colin, you, you're new to this in that sense. I mean, you've been leading worship, whether it's through student ministry or uh, in college ministry that you were doing before. Um, and, and so you and I have a relationship, but you also have one now with, with Matthew. Um, would you kind of affirm that? Would you add anything to that? Uh, what what David was just saying about the the significance to the relationship there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I'll say I haven't known Matthew for as long as I've known other staff sure, members, sure. and so that that relationship is still growing. And um, we're we're making an effort to like a conscious effort to to grow this relationship. Mm-hmm. Like we're trying to to hang out outside of like Sunday mornings and outside of um, work the workplace mm-hmm. and. I think that Matthew for sure understands that that this relationship is important, and he's kind of teaching me that as well as we're um, as we're working together at the church plant. And um, I would absolutely agree with David saying that that having a good friendship as as a basis um, helps Sunday mornings run smoother. It helps uh, worship services run smoother, yeah. um, and I think that that's important for people to see that unity um, beyond just um, finishing up with a worship set and calling the pastor up on the stage. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is very apparent when that is something that's happening in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll say, like, I, I guess I've, since I've been here at Colonial Heights for a very long time, I've seen lots of worship pastors and lots of pastors. And the relationship that you have with David and that David has mm-hmm. with you is so much different from, from anything that mm. I've seen um, in the past. And I think that that is why Colonial Heights is is growing the way that it is and flourishing the way that it is, because y'all have such a great relationship and because that's very apparent to mm. the rest of the church. Yeah, I, I think that there is... A, you, you both have mentioned like how the church can tell, right? It's yeah. just... It, it becomes, especially for the... In particular... These, this is why I think it is significant. It's because the two guys that are Sunday in and Sunday out in front of everybody. So I have a really good relationship with Gino, our executive pastor, right? But Gino's not on the stage every Sunday. So the, the church knows generally that we have a good relationship, but they don't all see that, right? Uh, I have a good relationship with Kylie and Jerry. I mean, you just go down the road. I feel like I have a good relationship with the staff, but those aren't as visible as the pastor who preaches and the pastor who leads in the singing those are those are two sunday morning largest largest group visibly seeing them and and it's not like uh you've both used kind of the the handoff it's not like in i wouldn't want to well I, I would say it's not like there's a an actual baton being handed off like uh um that oh like they make a joke and and they they reference each other's uh, friendship. It's just a there's something more natural mm-hmm. that happens that the church can perceive. So I I would think that that's helpful for people to know this isn't it isn't something that we like force the church to uh, hear all of our inside jokes and like it, but it becomes it's something that's a little bit more known uh, or visible to them uh, just experientially. Um, I think something that jumps out to me, though, you, you, in in the friendship piece, is what because David and I are friends, I can know when it was it was a hard week coming up to 
the time that he's supposed to lead the congregation in singing. And he can know when it was a hard week or when it was a good week. Like we can, oh, this, like, oh, man, Chad just got back from a mission trip. He's going to be fired up. I got to, you know, I got to think differently about this thing. Or, uh, get that, or the BPM's got to be high. That, that, <laughs> yeah. That, like, but I, I, I'll get like a very well-timed text of just like an encouraging text, you know, if it has been a, a hard week or if it's been something that's been a lot of effort and it's over now. Mm-hmm. And you kind of are in the aftermath of it. And, you know, so those, you do get to, you know, the person and, and it just helps you to know uh, when to, to just speak an encouraging word or, you know, or when to step in, when to, you know, uh, ways, ways to, to help. I mean, it's it, that, that manifests often yeah. from you. I think there's another, uh, so our intent is that uh, in another podcast, we'll talk about song selection and how you choose songs. But I would say that in the overall, like orchestrating the the worship ministry, so that's going to include everything from like choir to uh, if there's instrumentalist to rehearsal time to uh, kind of philosophy of, of ministry overall to lighting to like do you even want to have lights at your church? Do you, I mean, not lights, but lighting, uh, kind of everybody wants to worship light in the church. dark. Worship, yeah. Right. Uh, for Sunday. Like, do you, do you, how do you feel about hymnals versus like, we've got to yeah. be on the same page with that. Even mm-hmm. if it's coming to that together that, Oh, like I'm, I learned stuff from David and David learned stuff from me about kind of the direction we're headed. But I think that becomes really uh, again, both literally and figuratively, we kind of set the stage for those things to take place. We're kind of uh, setting a tone uh, that that takes place in that and way. I think for for the worship guys that may be listening, uh, something that's been helpful for me that I'm still constant, like I, I come back to it frequently. But I heard it said that uh, that that helps. Um, because I'm sorry, I'm figuring out which side road I want to take first. The the we all know like the worship wars that happened, and there's mm-hmm. there's kind of people pushing agendas. You know, I want to do this style, I want to do this kind of thing, and it, and it just becomes unhealthy after a while. But but there is this really helpful uh, um, quote that I'm just going to do a really poor paraphrasing of that we all have influence, but we don't all have authority. And I think understanding what is your influence and what's your authority. Mm. And for worship guys, I think sometimes it's it's understanding that God has put the pastor in a position of authority to accomplish what he wants to accomplish in the church. And that's not, and you would even say this, I I think we talked about this this Mm -hmm. past Sunday, uh, or no, two Sundays ago, Gino was actually talking about how even on the org chart, it has like, you know, Christ is at the top of it, mm-hmm. his lordship, right? That, but within, you know, the, the organization as far as, you know, man here at the church, that, that you've been placed in a position of authority. And while I have, you know, a good bit of authority to, to do this and that, and I have a good deal of influence to do this and that, that it's healthy and it's only right to submit to the authority of the pastor, especially, I mean, and to just trust that God is leading him in a way and, 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 and guiding his footsteps to shepherd his people. I'm speaking of the Lord, guiding Chad's footsteps to shepherd 
God's people mm-hmm. here at Colonial Heights. And if that if that means I don't get a song that maybe I really wanted to do or a thing looks different that maybe I that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not even fine. That's right. Um, right. And just being okay with uh, with understanding where your influence is, what your authority is, but knowing that that the authority that that the pastor has, there's a weight that the pastor's carrying that that I'm not carrying. There's responsibilities that that the pastor carries that I don't have to carry. All of those I might carry versions of those and different degrees, and and you know I have things that I manage that, that you don't have to mm-hmm. look at or worry about, um, which I'm sure you wouldn't be all that interested yeah. in, in yeah. you know, ordering mic yeah. cables <laughs> and things like that. But I, I think it's understanding, okay, we're, this, I, I have such a good sandbox that I get to play in. And like knowing where the edges are mm-hmm. and what kind of sandcastles we can make inside of it. Yeah. And, and not getting, uh, not pitching a fit whenever it's like, but I wanted that thing, yeah. you know, and knowing that, okay, I'm getting to the point where I'm trying to push an agenda. I'm trying to push my preference and my thing. Yeah. And, uh, it just keeps it healthy knowing, understanding where, where you sit at the table and that God has put those men at that table in those seats, uh, to accomplish what he wants to accomplish in yeah. this season. Colin, as a, as a young worship leader, uh, and, something I think that it could be helpful for some other um, ministers of music, if that's their title, or worship pastor, worship minister, whatever that is. Uh, what what are some things that you might say uh, either to them or maybe even to, uh, yeah, yeah, to those guys about, um, like, how or what would you want, uh, maybe this is more to the pastor, what would you want the pastor who's working with a new young worship leader to know that would benefit, like, hey, encourage them or uh, like give them that sandbox. Tell, like, what are some things you would want a pastor to know uh, that they should be doing with this young worship leader that they have? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I think that giving them a clear vision for what the church is okay. is a perfect idea. Right now... Um, Matthew and I are starting a series called Identity for mm-hmm. Cross Community. Um, and this is like right at six months, seven months into the church where we're trying to um, really establish what cross community is. Um, and having that, that basis is, I think, essential. And really communicating that to the, uh, to the worship leader, whether he's new or yeah. experienced, yeah. I think is super, super important. So Matthew and I have had discussions about um, the direction that we want to go in, um, how we want cross community to look like and even feel like as as like an environment. And so I, I would say that that is probably the most important thing, especially to me, because I need to know um, just as much as Matthew mm-hmm. where we're going to be taking this church and where we're going to be leading this church. Um, and so I, I guess that's what I would, yeah, what I would yeah. say. I think that's really helpful. Pastors, uh, again, if I can speak into that, I would think that your it is easy for us to to come up with that vision, that plan, have that in our heart and our head, and have passages of scripture, and then get up in the pulpit and share that. And the the guy who just shared the stage with you, hearing it at the same time as everybody else, it can feel like wait a second, 
uh, I could have done, I could have done something different this morning. Mm-hmm. I could have, I, I could have, man, I'm on board with that, but it would have been awesome to, to be on board on this past Monday yeah. <laughs> or, or even two weeks ago or three weeks ago or whatever the case is. Uh, I'm, I'm with that plan. I'm with you, but let me be with you. Right. I think that's a huge piece of it is, is, uh, let, like bring people along with you and specifically those guys that are that want to s- set this up all the better that, that want to think about the the feel like of the environment in the room that want to help you consider those kind of things david and i have joked many times about um uh he is like the alley to my oop um <laughs> as, as uh as, as right like so he's Again, we'll talk about song selection later, but but as he is intentionally thinking through uh, everything from like uh, testimony videos to uh, like who's an an elder prayer to uh, the songs that are being sung, the transitions, all of those things in order that when we get to the the proclamation of the word, then it's like, oh, okay, like, of course, that's where what what we're going to be talking about today. Mm -hmm. That's where we led to. and then there is like this kind of transition back, like help lead us into the response of what we just heard in the word. And so it, it's supposed to be that kind of thing. But if there's none of those conversations, if there, if there isn't that, uh, I, I would say that's the other piece is you need friendship, right? Mm-hmm. And you do need to actually talk shop. Like yeah. you do need to actually have conversations that revolve around the direction of the church, uh, that, that do re- revolve around... Um, not just the direction of any given service, any given song choices, but the the whole of what is our identity, who are we, what are our values, um, and I, I think that can can really help. Uh, I mean, what an appreciation the the worship leader has when they feel like they're aware, yeah, <laughs> they, they're in the know. And I would say to to pastors who uh, to not be fooled that. Most, I, I think a lot, because you're on a plot, because the worship guy and the team is on a platform, to not conflate that willingness to do that with um, really confident and sure of themselves and all that. Because it's a very, uh, you know, I, and I'm sure pastors do that, you know, you, you're reading the room and you're reading the engagement of everybody. And, uh, but your worship guy goes home more than you probably realize and feels like they failed mm. that day. And when the room has been flat, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, it's like you feel like, like you failed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so those, those words of encouragement, but also some, and something that, that you do um, really well um, it, and that, that's always appreciated by, by our team is uh, two things. There's every once in a while just a, a, the shout-out you know, of a thank you, mm-hmm. like from the, like in the transition and our, our room generally responds really, mm-hmm. really like in agreement with that. Right. Yeah, sure. Um, it's not an applause, it doesn't need to be, but it's like, you can just hear it like, uh, you know, we agree mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then two, every once in a while, and it's a very good thing to do every once in a while, you kind of give this, like, uh, this nudge, like, Hey, we should be singing. Mm it's good for us to sing. It is right for us to sing. Um, we're called all throughout scripture to sing, to offer our voices. Um, and I think doing that, seeing the pastor model, uh, worship, 
um, you know, from, from the front row or the front pew or whatever, seeing the pastor engage and, and, and hearing the pastor um, offer this, like, exhortation to the room to let's sing, let's not, you know, let's not mumble this, let's not, like, let's engage, let's sing, that kind of thing for the team, knowing that the pastor's behind them as well and mm-hmm. wants to to see the room engaged that mm-hmm. is huge and it just does so much to lift the the spirits of the worship guy and dude it gets the worship guy on your side too mm-hmm. like not yeah. that you do it self-servingly you know right, that's right. not the thing but it's just like what an encouraging thing to hear like the past you want to the pastor's behind me like awesome like what do you what do you need me to do yeah now yeah, like sure. what how can i set your message up, like what would be the best way to respond through song after what you're going to, like, it's so much easier to walk mm. uh, in step with one another. Well, it's uh, like the, it's like the relationship, like in a, in a marriage, like whenever the, the husband is doing what he needs to do, then the wife is like easily following that leadership. Right. And I think that it's the same kind of relationship here. Like whenever, uh, whenever Matthew at cross um, talks about worship, and, and explains like, hey, this is why we're worshiping, just like David was talking about, and encouraging the, the church to worship. Um, like, I see that, and that's something that I'm very passionate mm-hmm. about whenever I see my leader um, agreeing with that sentiment mm-hmm. that I hold very dear. Like, I, I want to be like, yeah, absolutely, let's, yeah. let's do that. It pumps me up, it fires me up to do um, an even better job of, of leading worship in that way. This is one thing um, I might add on a practical note then for pastors is for the lead pastor. If you're the, if at all possible, it doesn't always happen this way. The Sunday mornings are different for everybody and everywhere. But when you come into the room to, better yet, when the worship service begins, if you can be thinking about like, they always talk about, right, be in the moment, but like be doing what we're doing. If you're every Sunday putting your last, even if they're just mental notes on all the things you're going to say in 20 minutes from now, then you're not engaged in what the rest of the congregation is engaged in. You missed the song it is well, and you, or you missed the, the testimony video because you were, oh, I, I got to say this in my intro. I need to change this in my uh, conclusion. I need, I need to fix this. And so some Sundays that's going to happen, but I would just say, if at all possible, strive to not make that your plan. Hey, when I'm st- standing there, I'll kind of make my last note. Like, don't make that your plan. Make that your, uh, like, oh, there was an emergency and I got pulled away and couldn't. So be, be as, be ready when you get in the room, not, not expecting to have an extra 20 minutes. Mm. Anything else you guys would add? Yeah, and the, on the, the flip side for worship guys, you know, read through the, read through the outline mm. before, know the outline, like know the points, know the, the passages that, that, that are That means pastors be, give it to them. Yeah, that, that's always <laughs> nice. Um, and, and also sit in the room. Like if you've got one service, be in that service if, if you can. And mm-hmm. if, if you have two services, be in at least one of them. I mean, a lot, I, we, my wife and I sit in the 930 hour for, at, at our church. And so at 11, sometimes I change, you know, I'll tweak a little bit of a setup because uh-huh. I know I'll like sprinkle in a little bit of, I know that mm-hmm. this is going to just kind of push a little bit more in that direction. 
don't stay in the green room. Yeah, and and I also see, you know, sometimes even if I say something, you know, and the Lord is is very kind in making me speak clearly in a moment, you know, <laughs> which <laughs> happens occasionally. Um, maybe not right now. Uh, I'll see. I'll I'll see you make like a note, or if it's a song, like you'll uh-huh. you'll reach over and you'll and then I'll hear you reference mm-hmm. something that ties back. Like just being being present yeah. is so important for both both sides. Sure, and I would say striving for a co- a cohesive worship service yeah. is is key. Um, and I I feel like I've learned that in the past however many years mm-hmm. uh, that Ford Rigney, um, the youth pastor, has been here because I've worked very closely with him. Um, in the student worship mm-hmm. for uh, for the last couple of years, and and that's where I really learned how to uh, schedule songs and plan a worship service that would go along with um, what Ford is trying to to teach the students, whether that's just for like one week or or a series that that he is doing. Um, because I, I was uh, I was here for um, a couple years leading worship for students before Ford was here. And I would just schedule a worship song that um, that I liked, mm-hmm. which is which is great. Like people can still worship to that. The Lord can still um, move in in big ways through just a, a random worship song. But I think that that shooting for um, a worship set that will that will complement the teaching yeah. is is key. And this will be a good segue to this. To the, next, to the next episode yeah, right? that you'll have to listen to. Yeah. yeah, and I guess my point originally was just trying to find um, the way to to be that close with your pastor or, yeah. or student pastor, whoever you're working with, like having that relationship to where that comes naturally, where, yeah. where you know what the pastor's doing, the pastor knows what you're doing, and, and you can feel that cohesiveness, mm-hmm. that, that unity there on the stage. Absolutely. So there will be another episode and we'll talk uh, some specifically about kind of how to plan those services, how to think about song selection. Um, appreciate you guys being here. I hope this has been helpful for you and beneficial for your ministry. If you think so, please rate and review, uh, share it on your social media and thank you for listening.